Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. Standing by Northwest Arkansas, I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. We are joined, Rick, to begin today's program by Coach Z. Thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-In. So, good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Rick. What's up, Randy? What's up, Rick? Okay. Man, uh, let me turn my volume up. Okay, I started to say, guessing. wait a minute. Don't, no, don't tell mine. me on a different no, line. No, no. So, Matt, I'm guessing you're in Gainesville, and it's definitely right. warmer than it's going to be in Arkansas when you get back. Yeah, it really is. You know, it was a little bit cool. Like, like yesterday in Athens, it was like 53, 54. But, you know, Athens is always really warm, so it's a little bit cool for there. But uh, Gainesville was warm when we landed last night, and uh, we got to the hotel at 2.15 in the morning. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and it was a late night, but it was—I think it was a smart decision by coach. You know, it's yeah. a decision they made probably in September or so. It, yeah. it was a nine o'clock game. We were on East Coast time since Tuesday. We'd have got back to Fayetteville. We thought probably about three a.m. if we'd had to go to X and A. And you know, he likes to leave pretty early the day before a game, so we'd have been leaving by Friday at noon. So yeah, you know, oh, we'd have been there thirty-five, yeah. thirty-six hours or something like that. You know. And with the weather possibilities, it made even better sense. We have never done this. You know, Rick traveled with basketball for years and years, and you fly home after the game. And right. so unless it's a tournament, you stay out. So this is the first time we've done this. But, you know, today we had to go over to their practice gym. Florida told us they'd let us in the arena, but they had uh, they had uh, gymnastics. And that is all. Uh, gymnastics is great, but it is an issue for basketball teams <laughs> because they set up the day before and then they, yeah. then they have their, their meet Friday night. And I know if I was Florida and I was 0-2 in the SEC, as they are, as like us, I would want to practice in the arena uh, on Thursday and Friday and play Saturday. But Florida can't even practice in there because I walked into the O'Connell Center, Exact Tech Arena, uh, the O-Dome, the Natatorium, whatever you want to call it. It's got a lot of names. Um, I went in there, and sure enough, it was all set up for gymnastics. So we practiced in their practice gym. They were gracious enough to give us a uh, a, a nice place to practice, and so the players have kind of been been done for the last three hours or so. So I'm sure most of them are resting up and play play Saturday afternoon. Try to try to get that first win in the league. Well, with no school, that's definitely the move to make, no doubt. The yeah. only difference would have been do you spend the night in Athens and fly the next day? I, that's right, a good decision too. Yeah. And uh, you know, but Matt, just think if they were set up for gymnastics and the goals were still up, you could have jumped off the high beam and dunked. <laughs> Yeah, but like like those halftime skits they used to have. Yeah, they had all the balls and all that yeah. stuff set up, but there was no baskets in there. And that's not a slight against gymnastics. That's just a fact. If you're right. yeah. men's or women's basketball coach, you're not in love with. You know, the when you're in high school, you got to battle volleyball. In college, uh, they got to vol- They just battle volleyball a little bit, but they in some places, Arkansas, you don't. But but you know, gymnastics. That's the factor of it, which makes it tough because the uh, they yeah, that, that, they take that thing for. Usually two or three days for their for their it's for their event. It's a big sport in the SEC. There are some great yeah, gymnastics is. teams in the SEC, yeah. including a very good one at Arkansas. So yeah, I, I get right. that. I get that yeah. they're doing that. Yeah, they got in tired. There were a lot of things they did better last night, but golly, Maned three point shooting was absolutely abysmal. Yeah, we didn't shoot it well, and three of twenty one. I think we were three of eighteen at one point, and I said. You know, Chuck, we're, we're just due. We're like overdue to start yeah. shooting better, and we don't we don't have terrible shooters. I see them in practice; they they make shots. 
Of course, they're not a big scrimmage program, so there's still shots. Like the other day, he was scrimmaging with them, he said, and he said they shot it well and going against each other, you know, with Razorback versus Razorback, which is probably something this team needed, and but just couldn't make any against Georgia and uh, just cold and too many turnovers. And, you know, today he was really emphasizing the first four minutes, Rick. It, they knew Georgia was not a shot-blocking team. And the first four minutes of the game, we never took a shot inside the, the three-point line. We hadn't scored. Yeah. And all we had sh- all we had done was take mm-hmm. threes and turn the ball over. And he, he said, we're going to change that, and we, we have got to get back. And when Jalen Graham came, came in, he was posting up hard. He was flashing, and he gave us an inside presence, uh, and we needed that. But, yeah, just not, not shooting it well enough. We turned the ball over at key times. You know, we had a lot of, like, maybe it's because Georgia had some of this too, but we were having double dribbles and walks, and Georgia yeah. was having all that. And it was yeah, a choppy game. That. You hardly see that called anymore. And yet, no, no. Yeah. It was just a choppy game. And, you know, 15 turnovers to 13, it's not terrible, but I know he doesn't want to have 15. That's too many. Makai had four, you know, and then if you shoot 40%, uh, you got to do a lot of things right to win. And uh, we just, just did not play well enough in that first half. And again, we go into half 24 points. Hard to win with 24 points in a halftime. we got to have a little better scoring. What is the hope from this point? Because Arkansas has started slow before but there are some deficiencies that maybe are more magnified right now than at times in the past. What do you think? I think so. I mean, it's, there's been all these years. I was looking back through it uh, yesterday, you know, in some of the tough stretches or bad starts, whether it was 0-3 or, you know, uh, win one and lose five and all these things. But in those seasons, he's had some pretty long winning streaks in there. You know, he's had one time he won nine out of 11. Uh, one time he won uh, 14 out of 15 SEC games, if you counted the SEC tournament. Awful hard to win 14 out of 15, and, and that was that ended up being a Final Eight team. You know, uh, last year we didn't we didn't have quite as long of a winning streak, maybe a four or five game, like maybe a five game SEC winning streak. So you know, there, there's hope that you have one of those. Only his first year, his first season, the longest win streak in the SEC was two. And so, you know, that was a team that's been in the 11th seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, and I just think that there are questions now this team still has to, to address. There's a lot of talent. He knows that. He's got 14 guys there. And he's just, you know, he's still working to, to get all those guys on the same sheet of music. Even last night, you know, it was a lot of driving. It was Tremont having to put the ball on the floor and go one-on-one. Now, he was wearing them out. They couldn't, they couldn't guard him. So he kept us in the ball game with those twenty-four points. But yeah. Rick, there's just not very many games we've had it before, but it's been a long time. There's not very many games we have one Razorback in double figures. You know, yeah. we didn't have anybody else score ten. And, well, and many so, free throws they could have. That's the other thing is he's ten right. out of ten, and the rest of the team is horrible. You know, well, particularly Jaylen, up with one-on-ones, you have one-on-ones. Yeah. You miss that front end when you're trying to overcome yeah. a deficit. Jalen missed a couple of one-on-ones. Jalen was one for eight. And I think I've said this on here before to y'all, and I still really believe this, is what's hurt Jalen. Last year, Coach always talked about the defense. And I'm not questioning what he said, but I always thought it was some turnover issues he had last year because he could score last year. But he he missed free throws all the time last year. Yeah, he did it again. And and then right now he's one for six. If Jalen is four for six or five for six, Coach is leaving him out there more, you know, yeah, and it just it's, it's right. frustrating for a coach when a guy's missing front end of one and ones or getting fouled shooting two and missing both. And that's not putting it all on Jalen Graham. That's a compliment to him. We need him. He's a, he's our best inside scorer, you know. Just get up there and make a foul shot, you know, or get, get your percentage up a little bit. And uh, there was a lot of factors. You know, we, it's a weird – kind of a weird deal. To me, it's a complex team, Rick, because Caleb Battle – been the second leading scorer on the team for, for for about three weeks. He was the leading scorer on the team, and right, you know, he's, this stretch here, he's been one for eight, or he's scoring two points, or scoring three points, or scoring four points. This is a guy that, it, it during this season, at one point was the leading scorer on the team. So it's just a complex team of getting these guys consistent, you know. And I do think before before Saturday, and we're down here together, and they're around each other all the time right now. By Saturday, they got to run out on that floor. Head held up, head held high, and and, and and confident, and get. We've kind of lost our swagger. You know what I mean? Well, and, yeah. And I, I, 
we have, we have lost our swagger, and we need to get our swagger back. Hey, we know we've lost two two in a row. You know, I was looking at it, guys. There's five five SEC teams that are two and zero. Oh. There's five SEC teams that are zero oh and two, us and Florida, and then there's four SEC teams that are one and one. And so, you know, it's it's really really early. We need to get a win. We need to get a win, and we we really need to get it Saturday. That that would be really nice coming home. Hopefully, two games you, you can get at home, and but got, got to take them one at a time, and got to find a way to beat Florida. Matt, one issue continues though to persist. That is defense, and it reared its ugly head again last night. I'm looking at uh, the percentages of Georgia and Arkansas, but we've already yeah. you kind of touched on Arkansas a few moments ago. But underneath the basket, inside that little arc, yeah. uh, Georgia was 7 of 13. That's just 54%. 6 of 14 from that arc to the free throw line extended, 43%. Yeah. Then you flip it the other direction. Arkansas, more than respectable underneath the basket. In fact, in fact or what Coach was saying in his postgame comments, and it's, it's funny how maybe a couple of misses uh, doesn't necessarily distort your perspective, but... Yeah. Uh, he was talking about the missed layups. Yeah, he was yeah. talking about missing 10 layups. And I'm thinking, okay, if my math is correct, 13 of 19, I'm not sure that 7 is <laughs> 10. So um, maybe that should have been 13 of 29. Maybe. Yeah, six. Yeah. Six yeah. yeah, that's 68%. But another yeah. area, Matt, that continues last game against Auburn from that arc to the free throw line extended, Arkansas was 0 of 15 this wow. game. Four of 12, 4 of 12, yeah. 33%. And so what I'm what I'm leading to, Arkansas is not converting inside that lane, but because no. of penetration, these guys from the opposing teams, Auburn uh, and Georgia, are stopping, and even though they're not taking it all the way to the basket, they're getting that 10-foot, maybe even 5-foot yeah. jumper, uh, in most cases, it doesn't even seem like they're contested. But back to what I'm talking about is the issue, it's the defense overall. And yeah. there were some daggers last night that, particularly in the second half, the Georgia hit three-pointers. What was uh, Raheem? Uh, yeah, he had a three. Yeah, he had a three. He didn't have a good game. Yeah, didn't have a good game. And Mark talked about that in the post game. He didn't rotate over fast enough. Well, that yeah. seems to be the problem all season long. There, there isn't rotation. The rotation is too late. But still, Coach Musselman talks. We got to stop the ball, and that continues to persist for the opponent of being able to drive the ball. What, what can be done? What, what, what changes must Coach Musselman make in order to stop the ball? Yeah. Well, you know, you can adjust a little bit how you play. You know, he's a man-to-man coach, right? I mean, you know, you can you can try to. I think they've done a little bit of. You think back to some of the teams he's had. He's really he's he's you know never been a pressing coach, but he's gotten out a little bit further towards the half court line and pressured people harder. And he could do that with Audie's Tony and Stanley and with JD Note, and he had guys that could get up there and chase and 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 stay in front of people. And we have not been able to do that thus far this season at all. So I think we've kind of sagged back a little bit. You can kind of see that's one reason we're not getting as many deflections and not as many steals. So he's trying to adjust that and have a little bit more cushion there. And, you know, as you, you talk about moving forward, we were a little bit better at that last night, but they still were able to, to get around us. And we've got this really good team that blocks shots. I mean, we're every, like last night, there was sevens a lot. Seven's yeah. a lot of blocks. That's and, a lot. But, but, but you're right. They are like Thomason last night hitting pull-ups and Justin Hill hitting pull-ups. And those guys hurt us for sure. And, you know, they, they had two guards. That's what we needed. You know, they had two guards that both went six for 13. And that that's pretty good. And both of them hit three threes, you know. And that that was huge for, the, for them. But I think Coach is going to continue to mess with this defense. He has to. It's not good enough right now. And he knows that. And, you know, he's not his own coach, right? We've not seen any zone from coach who's been here. And so I think he's going to 
you know, maybe you have to contain a little bit more, back up a little bit more, keep them in front of you more, and then just jump out and try to contest when they shoot a three. Because we've said it on here every week I've been on here with you, the, the numbers, number one issue with the defense has been people have beaten us off the dribble way too much, and that's still kind of the case. And so you have to keep working on that. And if, if you're going to play man-to-man, and so and that's what Coach is, he's a man-to-man coach. All right, gentlemen, we've got some callers waiting. Let's talk with Tim. Tim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach C. Yeah, Coach uh, Randy Rick, how y'all doing? Doing great. Thank great. you, Tim. Uh, are they just not getting aggressive enough? Because I, I know these guys can play ball because I watched them the first part of it Saturday. Yeah. And it's like they just – it was like another team showed up. High school team. You know, that's <laughs> what it looked like. Well, but, I mean, and then last night's game, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think they're getting aggressive enough like the other teams have. All right, Jim, thank you. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, this they're playing pretty hard, but he, he doesn't, you know, he wants them to play harder, and he, he, he will, he's harping on that. And so I think anybody that watches, especially if you're not up pressure and like some of his teams had, like what we were just talking about. And so sometimes if you're backed off of somebody a little bit and trying to contain because you can't keep them in front of you, it gives the appearance that you're not playing as hard. And I do think that he is he, he's really kind of torn between that because he kind of wants to get after people, but they have been beating us so much off the dribble. And we're just, we're just giving up too many points. And, you know, even Georgia, they, they're scoring a lot better. Michael White's trying to play faster. But he was, he's a guy in Florida. His games were in the 50s, you know, and in the 60s. And they were they're scoring better this year. He's got more talent, but they got seventy six. I felt like going into the game, you know, we we needed to hold them in the sixties to win. That was just me. That was just a number I thought. And then, well, we we end up getting sixty six ourselves, you know. So if we could have held them somewhere in the sixties, we had a chance. But they scored too much. Um, I think there's guys that are chomping at the bit to play, and but it's also frustrating for coach. Talking about aggressiveness, that helps, right? When you got somebody on the bench, a, a laden blocker. Joe's opinion or whoever it is, maybe they're not getting to play as much. Uh, even Battle's minutes are down. L. Ellis's minutes are way, way down. Maybe they can give you a boost and, and give you a, some energy. Jeremiah Davenport last night, I thought, gave the Razorbacks energy. I thought he came out and played hard. He was flying around. He didn't have a big statistical game, but he helped. And he was out there. He was just drenched in sweat. He was giving everything he had. That's the aggressive Tim you're talking about. And that's what we need from all of those guys. And I would be surprised if Jeremiah didn't start on – I'm not trying to put pressure on Coach, but he's been coming off the bench. But I know Coach was pretty pleased with his seven points, four rebounds. He also fought for a couple rebounds that, that, that Georgia knocked out of bounds, and we got it. The dead ball rebound, it doesn't go on Jeremiah's stat sheet, but, he, but he, he gave us the ball with his effort. And I think that's the kind of effort some other guys have to play with. Even Trevin, that's kind of the effort he's got to, got to maintain. You know, Tremont Mark played really good. Devo has to maintain that effort, that kind of effort that that Tremont Mark had. All those guys rise up their effort, and then there'll be there'll be wins on the for this team. Let's uh, talk with J.K. J.K. Good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Coach Z? Yeah, Coach Z. You know, uh, Mus, he's like a mad scientist. Uh, but I wonder every year we've started out like this. And uh, I kind of wonder, Coach C, is is Coach Buzz so analytical that he maybe just can say, look, I got all these athletes, just let the hounds run and come up with a, a scheme because it's not working right now, and I'll hang up mm-hmm. and listen to Coach C. Thank you, J.K. That's, yeah, that, that's a good question, question, J.K. I think that he is, you know, he's definitely analytical. He's very statistical-driven. He's very smart. He, he is like a mad scientist. He's going nonstop all the time, and uh, he's he's questioning the staff. He's he's putting pressure on players. He's talking to players. He's counseling players. He he does a lot of different things nonstop all day, whether it's a Monday or a Friday or a Saturday. He's always going, and so yeah, I think that for him sometimes, you know, and he's not a just go out and let them play type coach, and so now offense. We kind of let them play a little bit. You know, we don't run hundreds of set plays. 
know, we don't do, we run, you know, really good structured sideline and inbounds plays. By the way, we ran two inbounds plays against Georgia. Very good. We scored off of them. Just one pass score, which I thought he's always been able to do some of that at Arkansas. We've not been doing that this year. So that was a nice thing to see a score against Georgia's defense in the, in the inbounds play. But I do think, uh, sometimes, you know, you just got to be able to go out and play and let them play. And he, he does control it pretty good. And he likes to, uh, and part of that is he's in the past wanted to play seven or eight guys. So it, that is going to be a little bit more controlled. It's not like you're just running, hey, you guys go out and play. We're going to try to out athlete them. We're going to have more talent. We're going to try to run them to death. We're going to try to press them to death. You know, that, that was kind of how some Arkansas teams have done in, in past regimes. And, and, and Coach is very structured with his stuff. Um, and the slow starts, I know, is, is tough for everyone. You know, uh, this, I hope this don't get me in trouble, but, but I am a, a believer <laughs> in I am a believer in playing uh, in the road on the non-conference. And, we, you know, I'm a fired basketball coach. <laughs> so you don't have to take that. We played a lot of road games. I do know when Coach Muss first got here, we had three road games left over from us. And that was Indiana, which he won, Georgia Tech, which he won, and Western Kentucky. And he looked at me when after he got here, and I was going over the schedule with him. And he said, you, you're crazy. Y'all are crazy. What were y'all doing? You know, he wasn't being mean. He was just like, what are you doing? You're playing all these home-and-home home series. I'm not questioning. Coaches don't do that. He wants to play neutral site, and that's probably smart. A lot of programs do that. But every year, our first road game is our first SEC road game. And it's, it's, not, it's not an easy task to tell a team who's been playing all their games at home or on a couple of neutral sites, go in on the road in the SEC right off the bat. Good point. Hang in there, Coach Z. We got to step aside. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to the DHR Group of Sonic Drivings, the home of the peanut butter cheeseburger, which I know Rick has become a huge fan of. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Drive Time Sports will continue. Seven The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. It's trade-in time at Guatney Chevrolet. Kick off the new year in style and comfort with the 2024 Chevy Equinox. Yours for just $23,999 with a qualifying trade-in. Or the iconic Chevy Silverado. Snag it for under $48,000 with your trade-in. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville to learn more. We'll see you soon. Chevrolet, together let's drive. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Roger here. He's been raking leaves for over 45 years. With a twist of his trusty rake, he can shape a pile of leaves into a grizzly bear catching salmon. A one-fifth scale of Mount Rushmore. Whoa. Even a working international space station. Stunning detail, Roger. We're a lot like Roger raking leaves, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance, protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk, courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. Well, we wrapped up 2023. Now you got to start making those goals for 2024. How about starting with ending your joint pain? Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. Don't go another year compromising because of that joint pain in your knees, your back, or your shoulders, or maybe from an old injury. You need to call QC Kinetics now. They are the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. And you heard me right, non-surgical. They don't do drugs. They don't do surgery. And the best part, there's no downtime. Your body has exactly what you need to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. The future of pain medicine has arrived, and QC Connects has thousands of Central Arkansas patients that are loving getting their life back. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back, and listen, there's no surgery involved. Call QC Connects today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. The Buzz is home for Razorback basketball. Be sure to stick around after the game for the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show with Wes Moore and Josh Neighbors, live from Walk-Ons in Little Rock, presented in part by Orville, Arkansas, and First Security Bank. 
Brent Sterner joins Justin and Wes in the zone courtesy of Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Shop Chris Crane Hyundai's selection of new and pre-owned vehicles online at ChrisCraneHyundai.com. It's Quint Sterner in the zone each week brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway on your fun and game station 103.7 The Buzz. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has it, like step bars, bed covers, toolboxes, and ladder racks, as well as gooseneck, fifth wheel hitches, and drop hitches. All this and more can be found at Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, a WeatherTech Diamond dealer, 501-568-0040, or online at ArkansasTruck.com. And ask about the all-new RSI SmartCap. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Uh, in a minute, we'll get back with Coach Z, Coach Matt Zimmerman, thanks to our friends at the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. If your business isn't banking with First Security Bank, you need to give them a look. Their business banking product is packed with valuable benefits, such as free online banking with free bill pay, business check line, business visa, business debit card, direct deposit payroll services, safe deposit box, retirement services, commercial account analysis. These are just a few of the many benefits your business will enjoy with the business banking account at First Security. But it's more than just great products. At First Security, it's about providing a better relationship. They'll sit down with you over a cup of coffee just to learn more about your business needs. So give them a chance to earn your business. Bank better with the business checking account at First Security Bank. Because at First Security, their bottom line is making your business better. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Once again, joined by Coach Z, Matt Zimmerman. And thanks again to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Let's check in with the Duffer. Duffer, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You have a question or comment for the coach. I do, Randy. I hope you're having a great day. I'm Absolutely. Just home. Thank you, buddy. Uh, coach, Z, coach Z, I'm having a hard time watching this team. I'm an old school guy. I'd rather see somebody get in your drawers and stay there for five seconds and get a five-second <laughs> account. Well, wait a minute. They did away with that rule. So, yeah. That is the worst rule change to me in basketball because there is no reward for playing defense. Obviously, you're incented to play defense, but there's no reward for it anymore. And yeah. there's two things you have, there's two things that can help that can make you not play good defense. Either you're not talented enough or athletic enough, I should say. As yeah. we know, some player, one player that everybody's calling why he's not playing it much, he's struggling with that from a defensive standpoint. Or yeah. there's not enough effort. And I think we're athletic enough. I'm not asking anything out of Coach Musk because I think he's a great coach. You're right. He has some great out-of-bounds out plays. But I'm having a hard time watching us get beat back down the floor. I'm having a hard time of us not staying in front of guys. And I'm having a lot of times uh, a lot of times trouble watching us with missed assignments defensively. And what is it? Is it lack of athletic ability or lack of effort? Hmm. Thank you, Duffer. Well, so much I want to talk about there, what Duffer said, and that was some good stuff. And uh, it is you know, definitely not lack of athletic ability. You could see last night some of these rebounds coming off with Brazil and Jalen Graham going higher and above the Georgia guys and dunking it or missing a dunk or at least getting fouled on the follow. That was pretty impressive, some of those ones to the basket. Um what you said at the beginning touches me deeply, Duffer, on that five-second count. I, we got a call back in about 2017 or 18 from Ronnie Cottrell, who was an old Nolan Richardson guy. Rick knows mm-hmm. Coach Cottrell. And he's been the head coach at Houston Baptist since 1990, which at that time was NAI. They've been Division One about the last 20 years. He's one of the longest-standing coaches at one place. 
in the country, 1990 to 2024, Ronnie Cottrell. And he called me one day and he said, well, man, these rule changes are going to kill y'all. Have y'all been following this stuff? And it, the rules committee had just met a few days before that. And I was like, no. And the, the, the guy that ran the rules committee for the NCAA basketball was Rick Bird, who was an offensive guy, a tactician, a shooter um, from Belmont. He didn't want to guard anybody, and he wanted really pretty clean <laughs> offense, and he wanted uh, no touching. Always fought for that, and he was a powerful guy. He was a longstanding head coach. And Rick Bird and his crew were the ones that got all those rules changed. And I thought, oh, it won't be that big of a deal. In that first year, if you all remember, any time out on the perimeter, if you even put a hand on anybody, it was a foul. They called it the hot stove rule. If you just reach your hand out and give a little – I mean, hand checks had already been ruled out. But this was – you still could kind of put a little hand on them a little bit. And they got rid of that. And I'm not saying it ended uh, Mike Anderson's career. It uh, didn't help. And it really had to change because it was just foul. We were just foul, foul. He, was, he wanted to – he taught in, in your shorts, get after somebody aggressive, and we relied on five-second count. And not only did they change you being able to touch somebody, they got rid of the five-second rule. Now, if you pick the ball up, you got five seconds to pass it. So that five-second rule is still there. But it used to be – you could only dribble for five seconds. And as long as someone was within six feet of you, the referee was counting. And we used to get a lot of five-second calls, probably 50 a year at least that way. And they did away with that rule. And now a good guard can just dribble, 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 dribble yeah. the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. And that changed uh, somebody like Mike Anderson. It would have changed Nolan Richardson. And I do stick up for those guys. That's what I was brought up in, but that killed us. And I'm not making excuses for them. You know, we didn't adjust well enough. We didn't win enough games after that. But that hurt. That hurt, and it affected you. couldn't get after people no more. You know, it's like Corey Beck always said, you know, we, we'd foul a lot. We would just foul. They couldn't call everything. <laughs> and and they played good defense. They were aggressive, but you also – but now they do call everything. They call everything. And so uh, I'm not putting this on the referees, not trying to make it that, but they did change the rules. And, and guys can sit out there and dribble all day long, and you don't get rewarded on defense. You get rewarded on offense. And I, I, it's, it's been kind of a weird deal. It's helped a lot of offenses. Scoring went up just a little bit across the country. And uh, Rick Bird's not coaching at Belmont no more, so I'm not sure why we changed the pool. Hmm. All right, let's talk with uh, Toby. Toby, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Z. Yes, I do. Thank you so much, guys, for taking my call. Thank you for um, calling. Just a couple, all right, just a couple of questions, a couple of observations. First of all, I don't understand. In the past, this team simply still does not have an identity. You know, what do we do well? When we're in a mm-hmm. hunt, you know, what can we go to that's the money ball and the money person? I know we thought it was Minifield, but honestly, he is not the guy. I mean, he hasn't done anything. Uh, for these past two games since we've been in the set. Then Brazil, I really think that he's just holding out and playing for the NBA. In the past, we've had big men all the way from Big Nasty, Corliss Williamson, all the way down to Jay Will. I mean, they played low, and when they got fouled, they could hit free throws for the life of me. I don't understand Graham. I mean, he's aggressive down low, but you gotta, you got to be able to hit your free throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the sake, I mean, I don't understand that. If he's not good at hitting free throws, I mean, team just gonna what I call hack, shack, hack in the shack or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hack a shack. And, and so, yeah, I mean, they gonna they gonna hack him. It's almost like a turnover because he's not gonna hit any free throws. Come on, man, practice your free throws. <laughs> you know that drives me crazy, and um, it's uh, it's frustrating to watch this team. And like I said, Minifield, he's not the go-to man, honestly. And uh, Trevon, Trevon Mark is probably the best that you got out there. And he's the only one that's showing any kind of aptitude for taking the ball to the hoop and being able to hit, being able to play at this level. Last year, we had great guys who could play down low and they could come through and crunch. But this year, I, I, and after watching a couple of SEC games, I know I'm going on. I'm done here in a minute. After watching a couple of SEC games last night, honestly, I want y'all to tell me it's going to be all right. But I don't hardly see us <laughs> winning very many games at all. 
I'm, hey, I'm looking for a way out. I'm looking for a way out. <laughs> All right, Toby. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> well, I think that explains pretty much what he was talking about. Minifield played 14 minutes and 47 seconds. Graham played even less, 12 minutes and 13 seconds. Four of eight from the floor. That's 50%. One of six. I think that's 16% or 17 if you want to round it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's certainly not a winning percentage. The other disappointing thing about Graham, and I really thought, uh, Matt, he had more rebounds than what they showed officially on the stat sheet. They showed him with one. Now, that, yeah, was one an off- that was an offensive rebound, yeah. But I actually thought he had a couple of others besides that, but obviously I was – uh, trying to pull for Graham to uh, grab a couple of rebounds to make an impact there. But uh, Coach last night had a little patience with either Minifield, who was 0 for 5 from the floor, launched a couple, I thought, uh, three-pointers that probably should yeah. not have taken. And then you're talking about um, battle. Good gracious. There was one shot he took late in the – Deep. Second half, my oh, gosh, he yeah. barely got across the half court floor. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't have been more than eleven seconds or twelve into the shot clock. Right, and um, that didn't make much. Thing. Yeah, that didn't make much sense. No. Yeah, he took one that was a little deep. Devo had to take two really deep ones, but he had to because it was like shot, Brazil shot, clock. shot clock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brazil, uh, but uh, one you're talking about with Caleb Battle. Yeah, that was a little bit shocking. He took it. It would have been awesome if he made it, but he didn't. And then he had one when we were kind of coming back there, and it was it would have been a big one. It wasn't a bad shot. It was right in front of the bench, and uh, gosh, he, he shot it too hard, and that would have been a big one. I think it would have I think it would have c- cut it to one there at the, towards the latter part of the mm-hmm. game. But you know, we, we three of twenty one. You can look at a lot of three point shots we didn't make and, and scratch your head and be frustrated. Um, you know, we got killed on the boards by Auburn by fourteen. They made it a point of emphasis. We're going on the road. It's our first road game. We're going to rebound. You have got to rebound. And he hammered that in them, and that that, that did pay off. And we, we got out rebounded at the end. We led in rebounding a lot of the game. We only got, got it was 40 to 39. So we were right there. And that's an important stat because Florida is a very good rebounding team, and Florida is a very good offensive rebounding team. And they got a young man, Tyree Samuel, who's a leading rebounder in the SEC for, for all games total. And uh, so Florida does a pretty good job on the boards, and uh, that that'll be a big stat for, for for Saturday, especially when you got two teams zero and two. I mean, there ought to be some there ought to be some intense basketball played uh, here in Gainesville. Well, I, I I've heard that comment about Brazil kind of saving himself for the NBA. I mean, the kid puts effort. The only knock I've got against him, Matt is he wants to play too far away from the basket. I mean, he wants to wave his hand at the top of the key, wanting the ball, or he's in the corner, he's the short corner, waving his hand, wanting the ball. Why not get there and mix it up, big guy? I mean, you know, you're 6'11", 6'10", whatever it may be. He did have six rebounds, but, you know, a lot of those, I think, were garbage rebounds. And uh, he did three, have three offensive boards, and could have one monster dunk off of a miss, but... Um, I don't, you know, I don't know Brazil. I don't know what his motivation is right now, but that is the perception of Trevin Brazil that he's not playing up to his ability because he's saving himself for the NBA. I don't think he's doing that. Sometimes you just don't play well, and he's got to get better. He's got to keep working to get better. He's got to be able to work on going off the dribble some, and he needs to be able to post up sometime. We know he likes to shoot threes. He's going to make some. But then he's got to get a little bit more physical. Man, he's got to be a little tougher in there. If he doesn't get it at Arkansas, he's not going to make it in the NBA with that kind of game. All right, hang on, Matt. Matt Zimmerman. Thanks once again to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas presents Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer every Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz. Oh, what a night. 
original Jersey Boys, Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons, coming to the theater at Simmons Bank Arena, Saturday night, January 27th. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Tickets are now on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, the last Encores tour from 111 Productions and Danny Zalisco presents. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agents Richard Yeager or Jason Daly in Little Rock or agent Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P dot sports. Hey, it's Coach Z, Razorback Basketball Color Analyst. I'll be on Out of Bounds Tuesdays this basketball season recapping the Hogs. I can't wait. Thanks to Telco Federal Credit Union, providing homes since 1950 for your dream home, duck cabin, home remodel, or vehicle. Check them out online at telco.com. What would you call a city that made $100 million a year off of gambling and prostitution? The FBI called it illegal, but here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, we just called it tourism. Enjoy the story of the great American spa told by the people who lived through it at the award-winning Gangster Museum of America, 510 Central Avenue in Hot Springs, 501-318-1717, or go to TGMOA.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment again, we'll be rejoined by Coach Z, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. But first, I need to talk to my man, Neil Atkinson. Uh, Neil, I'm worried about the uh, playoff game coming up between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. How will we know the outcome of the game with the game being on Peacock? Will anybody be able to know what goes on? I am a new subscriber to Peacock for some oh! reason this week. Huh. <laughs> Maybe the free trial will be over by then. But anyway, uh, yeah, that game's going to be interesting. I think, what are they predicting, three degrees or zero degrees? Oh, it's unreal. Uh, unreal. I'm telling you what, if you're a fan in that stadium, you are a dedicated fan to be out there in that. Uh, I don't know if I could even brave that, even for my favorite team, but... I would if it was a playoff game. I, I, I'd be out there like everybody else. So, um, well, I've got. I've, I'm looking at some in-state specials. I'm thinking about the Bears. Those UCA Bears. They take on Eastern Kentucky. UCA is a dog by seven and a half. The over is one fifty-two and a half. Then you got the Red Wolves taking on Texas State. Just the opposite. Minus seven and a half in favor of a state. The uh, over under is one forty three and a half. 
Now, Neil, have you been paying attention how many points the Red Wolves are putting up? Huh? We are, but, uh, you know, I can't go off topic too much. If that's, where the, if that's where the consensus is, that's why they play the game. Okay, know? okay. Perfect. So, uh, you think it's going to go over. But anyway, if you look at those specials, got those both of those teams, because, uh, you know, everybody in, in state usually takes the team and the points, whether it's plus or minus, and they usually take the over. So we went ahead and pre-built those parlays, and we're paying them out at plus 300. That's a nice value on those if you do those. And also, since we were talking about the wild card, look at the NFL wild card specials. I love it. Last year, they begged us. It's for coin toss for the Super Bowl. Well, we're doing coin toss for the wild card game. Love it. So uh, check those out. Check those out. There's a lot of fun ones there uh, to have a little fun with. So uh, some 50-50 bets out there. I applaud whoever put those together because those are always fun. Uh, Example, NFL wild card uh, round coin toss. Eagles, Buccaneers. Where am I missing something? I'm not seeing. Okay, coin toss. Yeah, heads minus 105, and it goes all the way down. So check those out as as, uh, Neil was talking about. And you got the NFL playoff specials, NBA specials, NHL specials, UFC specials, boxing specials. You got it all in one place. In what place is that, Neil? Saracen.com on a web or PC or at the app store on your phone. Register and get ready for the playoff. Super Bowl. NBA coming. Hey, get you some because everybody that Saracen's number one uh, sports book in the state and I need more customers to, to maintain that position. Do that is giving you the content that you deserve and you ask for. There you go, Neil. We will talk with you tomorrow. Neil Atkinson, by way of Saracen on the App Store, Bet Saracen, or you can go online at BetSaracen.com. All right, Matt, I've got some... uh, Let's start with the Gangster Museum of America. Life in feedback, Casey says, uh, Gentlemen, please ask Coach. Why is this group so disconnected? We have so, so much talent on the bench. I know Coach has seen different things in practice. It just hasn't translated the game yet. We miss so many easy inside shots. Why not bring in more bench, Coach Z? Well, pretty good questions. Um, Why disconnected? is there's been a lot of changes in the lineup, a lot of not played well. There's just times where we haven't played well, so that makes everything seem disconnected. We hadn't shot the ball well in a while. Um, the team that was moving and flying around against Purdue in late October and was a, a, aggressive on the ball and hustling everywhere and coming up with loose balls, we hadn't seen it as much, and it's been a little bit more complex. To me, it's a complex team. Um one of our callers there called it frustrating, and you could say that. I don't like to say frustrating, but it is frustrating mm-hmm. for sure at times, and it is a complex team, and the, there's issues on both ends. We on here have really talked so much about the defense. We've spent the last four or five weeks talking about not being able to guard them off the dribble, giving up too many open threes. But it really, our offense has gotten us in trouble at times. We've been inconsistent. We've had some turnover issues at bad times. We hadn't shot it well in a good while. And usually we make our free throws, but in some some of the losses, we've missed big free throws. And we missed big free throws last night against Georgia, and that hurt us. And so there's just a lot of things for this team to work on. That's why I think you've been hearing him a lot talk about practice and all the time they've been trying to put in on practice because he knows he's a hardworking coach. So his deal is we got to get on the practice floor, and we got to keep working, and we got to work harder, and that's that's good because doing that will pay off. Um, it's some – you know, he – he likes to play eight, and he's had to go deeper than that this year. He's tried to play 10, 11, 12. You know, we had a half in a close game where he played 12 guys in one half, and, and that's not really coach. That's not really what he is, but he's trying everything to try to get it to click and to try to go right, and we need a game where Mark is what he was last night, and then it's the Devo that we had against Wilmington. Both of those out there at the same time, mixed with the Jalen Graham that we had the other day, mixed with the Makai Mitchell from last year. Who was strong and confident and played with a swagger and played tough defense and got us some rebounds. And then we also need 
some of those other guys to play. Like they're, you remember the shoulder shimmies that that Caleb Battle would do when he would make the big three pointers mm-hmm. and Bud Walton. Yep. He's backing down the floor and he's shoulder shimmering. We need that to be happening at the same time. Tremont Mark is scoring like he was last night. At the same time, Devo's playing like he was against Wilmington. All those guys got to do it together, and it's a team. And uh, so right now, it's been so and so plays good, so and so plays good, and then these other six don't do much. And we need more consistency. You look back to those t- those two final eight teams he had. You had games where it was four or five of them playing really well, and then one or two didn't do that much that game. But right now it's been like one or two play well, and five or six or seven don't do much. Yeah, yeah, that pretty well sums it up. Uh, This from our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. Uh, Please ask Coach, why does he think we can't finish layups inside? I have seen more missed dunks and layups and wide-open shots this season just don't get the missed easy opportunities. I, I think it goes back to you know, some stuff in practice, live stuff that maybe would, would help with that a little bit. Um, coaches, you know, he worries of some of, of injuries, and he, he's, his practice is really organized. They're they're intense. They're doing a ton of really good drills. You, no one leaves his practice and says, "Hey, that wasn't good." You, you see so much good. But, you know, sometimes you got to be able to. To, to have a Jalen Graham going up against uh, Chandler Lawson and scoring over the top of him day after day after day at practice, and that's going to help Jalen Graham do it in a game. It's going to help Chandler Lawson defend a guy like that in a game, and I, I think that's something we have to continue to work on, and that's why as the season progresses, usually with coach, they get a whole lot better because they start figuring that out in games, and they're, they're, they, they improve, their skill level improves, their defense improves, as the time goes, and that's what we're all counting on going to happen again. You know, year five, that's what we're counting on for to, to, to occur. All right, this from uh, Jacob by way of the Gangster Museum of America Life Feed and Feedback. Coaches always seem to find guys in the portal slash transfers to fit what he wants to do. They weren't always the guys that were really highly recruited. Since he's been here, he's been able to attract some of the five-star talent. And in the portal, that were more highly sought. Do you think they were looking at star power more than needs and fits to his system? No, no. I think he did the portal like he always has, and he, he saw guys yeah. that were very talented and yeah. guys that could play. And uh, I, I think he's done the, the portal as he is he always. Tremont Mark played scores twenty four on the road. That's not that's a portal guy, you know. So, is some of the guys on the in the portal that we got. Maybe been a little up and down. Absolutely, you know, he's been up and down, and uh, we need him to be more consistent. Yeah, but his success is still going to be based so much on on the portal. And I agree. I think the players he got, he didn't look at. Let's get somebody that scores twenty points a game. I think they always look for guys that fit what he wants to do. Just hadn't worked as well this year. And Mark's right. calling card was defense, was it not? That Houston. That's what Lot said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why he wanted to leave because he wanted to be a little bit more of a focal point of the offense. All right, Coach C, we need a W this Saturday. Yes, we do. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins up next. Trey Biddy of HoltSports.com. And I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at CertiPro and tell them I've got a new project for them. CertiPro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at CertiPro. Each CertiPro painter's business is independently owned and operated.